So today's session is how to get better results from social media ads uh, with me, Rich uh, Brown from Quick by Design. I've been doing the Facebook ad thing for um, five or six years now, probably a bit longer. Uh, I used to work in the charity sector, so that's where I kind of first cut my teeth on it. And in the last two or three years, I've really taken a concerted effort to really go for it and specialize in this area to be honest with you because just the way that the social media platforms were going it was it was a, a huge area that i realized was going to be beneficial to a lot of people so it's probably the one area that i would kind of confidently say above all the other digital marketing areas that um, i am an expert in nowadays that you know the the, the ads that we run, the contacts that we have with the big social media platforms to get the kind of inside track on some of this stuff. So hopefully the, the things I can share with you today you'll find useful and um, you can put into practice. So rule number one of if you want to get better results from your social media ads is don't boost the post. And to be honest with you, I could leave this presentation there <laughs> in terms of like answering the question. Um, now this obviously refers to Facebook mainly and a lot of the examples I'll give today will kind of naturally mention Facebook because that is the biggest one of the ad platforms. It's, it is the one we have most experience in. Um, but boosting posts, although they can be good, they are good for visibility. And I know uh, that other digital marketing experts out there will really uh, kind of push the benefits of boosting posts. In our experience though, for the majority of people that are using ads on social media, particularly Facebook to generate leads, business inquiries, whatever it is, boosted posts really aren't really aren't worth doing in our, in our opinion. Like I said, they can be good to get your message out there very quickly to a lot of people but they're very basic in the terms of the things they let you do and pretty much everything we're going to cover in these next this next kind of 30 45 minutes you can't do any of this stuff with boosted posts so if you just have the occasional booster post for 20 quid once a quarter or so fine not an issue but if you're finding yourself boosting posts on a regular basis so you know every month or if you added it up over the last four or five months this is what tends to happen is someone will think oh well i've I've been boosting posts, I've been spending £20 a post, and I've probably boosted 10 in the last six to eight weeks. You know, that's £200, and that is a lot of money in an ad spend world. And you would have got a lot of better, you would have got a lot more results, better results from spending that money on a proper ad rather than doing the boosts. So, rule number one takeaway from today don't boost your posts. Um, so there's three key points to running an ad, but um, because of the time, because we, we want to touch on one in detail, we're only actually really going to go through one of those today, but there are three key, three key areas to when you're starting to structure an ad. Um, and those three, it's all about what's referred to as your ammo. So it's your, um, so it's your audience, your message, and your offer. So the audience is the one actually we will cover today. So I'll skip that one out for now. The message is the wording of your, of your ad, the, the wording that you use. Uh, it also involves the imagery or the video that you might use. And so obviously that has to be appealing to your target audience. That needs to be engaging. But to be honest with you, you won't know how good and appealing and engaging your message is, your wording and image or your wording and video is until you start running the ad. And the ads are very good nowadays. They do enable you to do some A and B testing. So you can see what different things work. You can edit these ads at any stage. So that, that's a, it's, it's a key thing, but we won't be kind of going through that today because uh, that's something you'll really see once you start getting into it. The other, the other key aspect to it is the offer, the kind of call to action that you're asking people to engage with. It's important to get that right as well, obviously. But again, until you start showing your ad to people and presenting them with that offer, 
you won't know if it's really going down well or not. So they are key areas. Um, I'm skipping over them, not because they're not important, but we want to focus on audience because there's just so much within that that you can you can do to start with that will really set your ads up and give them a good good starting point. Um, and also it's the it's the area of it which I feel best reflects just how effective and just how targeted these these social media ads can be and again why boosted posts aren't necessarily the greatest things they don't allow you to do some of these things so the audience so the audience is the people you want to see your ad so all the social media channels have a similar kind of terminology for this they refer to us as an audience this is the group of people that you want to see your ad now that size of that group of people can vary depending on the criteria that you said set it but you say to the social media channel here is a group of people the audience here is some money and i would like you to show this ad to some of as many as you can people within that audience so an audience is the people that you would want to see your ad and there's uh, a few ways to do it and the few kind of rules on audiences um, to start with is kind of basically not to get carried away uh, i'll come on to it in a minute but you can get very very targeted with this and i have made these mistakes in the past where uh, you can really really get very micro targeted with who who you can build as an audience to show your social media ads to and it can get quite fun but you don't want to get too narrow too early because you might have missed your audience a bit so that's kind of one of the tricks with it you don't want an audience that's too broad but you also don't want an audience that's too narrow and it will depend on the budgets that you would have but taking a kind of guess and the majority of people probably 90 percent of the people that we run social media ads for they have around probably about a hundred pounds a month to spend on these ads and so for a budget of about 100 pounds a month to spend on these ads you wouldn't want an audience size of anything probably between 20,000 and quarter of a million that in that kind of size if you if you go bigger than that if you start to get into the millions of people within these audiences it's not as targeted and you need to spend more money to kind of make a bigger splash within that audience base so don't get too narrow too early is, is the first thing because you can you can get a bit carried away with it but you might miss the mark and you might not actually be targeting the right people um so that that's the kind of the point to make really is that you need to make sure that you are right um targeting the right people with this and there's a there's a term which has been used which is basically let the social media channel work its magic so with the audiences the idea is certainly to start with if you haven't done many before is you set the social media channel a parameter and we'll come on to these in a bit but you set the social media a parameter to say here is our audience it's these type of people that we would like to see our ad here's a hundred pounds go and show it to these people and the social media channel will then choose who within that parameter you've given it them is more likely to be interested in that ad and is more likely to respond in the way that you want to that ad so that's another key thing with this is you kind of want to point the social media channel in the right direction but you don't want to make it too narrow too early in case you're not um targeting the right people and let the social media channel decide um, for those of you that have been on um, some of the other courses we've done or you've heard me speak before there's something about the social media bubble which is basically how the social media channels always want to show you things that you're likely to be interested in 
So they're only going to show you ads that you're likely to be interested in. And you do need to kind of trust that system. So if we're running an ad to promote a certain service or a certain product, and we've given the social media channel a point in the right direction um, and set them those parameters, within that audience base, they will then choose who to target it to. So for example, we might set an audience base and the potential size of that audience might be around 250,000 people. Now we've got a hundred pounds here to spend. 250,000 people are not gonna see that ad because you haven't got enough money basically. What will usually happen is for about a hundred pounds, you could expect between eight and 12,000 people to see that ad. And what the social media channel will do is within that parameter that you've set them of this audience of people of quarter of a million, you've got a hundred pounds here that will get your ad seen by about 10,000 of those people. The social media channel will then choose which of the 10,000 people within that quarter of a million who are more likely to be interested in the thing that you provide and more likely do the thing that you want them to do off the ad. So you, there is a little bit of faith and trust you have to put in the system, but we run ads all the time for people and it does work. You know, this is the way the algorithm of social media works. So that's kind of one of the big things is let the social media channel decide. If you're not too sure to start with, let them decide, but give them that parameter, give them that push. As the ads evolve and you can see the age and the demographic of people who are engaging with it, if the social media channel is slightly off, it's not quite reaching the people that you wanted to or that you're starting to maybe change your mind on who you want to reach, you can alter that parameter at any stage. One of the best things about social media ads is you can edit any of it at any stage. You're never set in. So from budget to who you're targeting to... Um, the wording, the imagery, the call to action, everything you can change at any stage. So you can tweak this as you go along. So if you find that the social media channel is kind of leaning towards one particular audience and it wasn't quite who you meant it to do, you can kind of force it back, change the parameters of that audience and get it going again. Hopefully that makes sense. As I said, as we go through, um, make, any, make a note of any questions, but we can do some at the end. In terms of the audience, um, the audiences themselves. So within social media, there are three types of audiences that you can do. Um, as I said, Facebook's the kind of default one that probably a lot of people will think of. It is the biggest and the most cost-effective of the three. LinkedIn can be very good as well. Twitter's not so great, to be honest, if you're comparing all the others, but Facebook is a very powerful one. But on all these platforms, these principles of audience building are the same. So the first type of audience you can build is one called a saved audience and this is what the majority will be familiar with you can target people based on age gender location and interests so i live here in worcester and i could target people who are male and female between 35 and 45 who live in a 15 kilometer radius of worcester city center who are interested in bike riding or cycling or dog walking and it will bring that audience down. It will give me a rough guide of how many people are in that audience. And that, that, that's the first thing. And most, most people are aware of that. If you have done boosted posts, that's the type of targeting you can do. So age, gender, and location is quite a good one to initially bring things down. The, the interests one is, is a very interesting one um, in terms of what you can do it's, it's ever expanding and it's a interesting it's also an interesting term i'm using the word interested a lot at the moment but it's also a very curious term that they use because um, when i've run these courses before so i would say you know we can run an ad now 
to men and women 35 to 45 in Worcester who are interested in cycling. Now you might think, yeah, but how do they know I'm interested in cycling? And it's not that you've declared that you're interested in cycling. It used to be on your social media channel profiles, you would have to kind of put, I like cycling or I like football or I like a certain band or I've read a certain book or I read, I've watched a certain film. You don't have to do that more anymore. The way that the algorithm is kind of learning about you all the time in terms of the, the things you're interacting with, um, and it's basically tracking what you do if you are a member of a cycling group like i said like a little cycling forum a facebook group say or you visit certain websites that are tagged cycling you're considered interested in cycling so the term isn't what you're interested in it's what the algorithm thinks you're interested in and these algorithms are pretty good to be honest so when you think about oh well how will they know if i'm interested in that or not they will you know and if they don't know much about certain people they basically take an educated guess on who you're connected with so the interests one can be a good one they're all preset but it is worth going have a going have a look and seeing the kind of different things because normally we would speak to a client and they would we would say okay who would you like to target what are they interested in and you might come up with some that have been kind of part of your marketing strategy or things that you think what you don't know is what you don't know and you can actually see the things that you can target people on and that can really make a difference so we i've done this a lot with people we had a we were doing an ad for an insurance company and it turns out you can target people using this saved audience tactic of people who travel regularly for business frequent business travelers now they have an insurance policy which is specialist specializes in that and they didn't realize that you could target off that so now they run an ad based on that so it is worth just going in and kind of checking where these things are because some of the things that you want to target might not be available but there'll be a lot in there that you don't realize just how effective this is so saved audience is the kind of basic one really to be honest with you with this where you can go age gender location and interests the second type of audiences that you can build it's kind of referred to as custom audiences so it is a bit of a mix max to be honest but the main two within here are you can um, target people that have looked at your website i'll explain how you do that in a minute and you can also target people from email addresses you may have and i'll explain the gdpr concern that some of you may have in a minute as well so those are the main two you can also target people that have engaged with your facebook page or who have engaged with your linkedin uh, sorry your instagram page on facebook uh, or you can target people that have watched the video or watched a certain percentage of any video you've got but the main two that fall into this category that most people use is you can target people that have looked at your website now it's something available that everybody can can do um, you don't have to you don't spend more money if you've got that 100 pounds to spend on an ad you can spend it on this way if you want you, they don't charge you more to do this type of targeting and basically what happens is this this works with all the social media channels you put what's called a pixel it's a little bit of html code and you put that on your website it doesn't change the look performance or feel of your website but basically that means that that social media channel has a little tracker on your website and then anyone who visits your website they just kind of tag them and they know they kind of track them and then so they can see that 500 people that have looked at your website in the last three months you can run an ad to those 500 people 
and um, it's a very very effective thing it's called remarketing or retargeting and to be honest you've all been a victim of it at some stage in the last few years the biggest example is Amazon so you've looked to buy a product on Amazon you haven't bought it and then the product follows you around the internet it's that it's the same thing and that that tool that facility is available for you you just need to be able to set the thing up and put the tracking code on your website and then kind of follow it through that way. So it's a very, very good tool to use. Um, and it's one that we always recommend that people um, put in place, even if you're not looking to run ads yet, and it might not be something that you'll be ready to do or want to do for the next six months. To be honest with you, it's worth putting that tool in place because then at least it's gathering that data and you're building these audiences up before you actually spend any money on them. The second type that I mentioned with these of the key two within custom audiences is email addresses. So you can take a load of email addresses, you can upload them into the social media channel and to the social media platform. They will then match those email addresses with the accounts that they have on their huge, huge databases. And then you can run an ad to as many of those as they match. Now, pre GDPR, they would actually tell you how many it matched. So you could upload a thousand email addresses and they would come back and say, yep, yeah, we've matched 600 of them. And then you can run an ad to those 600. Now, because of the GDPR things, they don't tell you how many they've matched anymore, but they just will tell you if they've been able to match some or not. And in terms of the GDPR with this, you would need the consent of those email addresses because you're using that, you're using their data to market to them. So that's, you, you would need to do that, but it can be a very effective tool to use if you've got that. Um, a few people have kind of questioned it in the past where they say, well, what's the point of us running an ad on Facebook or LinkedIn to a, an email address list when we've already got their email address, we can just send them an, an email, uh, we'll just send them an email maybe through like MailChimp. The difference is, and that is a good thing to do and you should be doing that, the difference is that the probably the open rate of that email you send is probably around 20-30%. So not everybody's opening the email. You're effectively paying for the email to be opened in front of them. Because obviously they will see the ad. The ad can be a bite-sized version of that email. So there's some slight differences there on how kind of engaged your audience is. But it's another thing to be aware of that you can do. The third type of audience um, is what's referred to as a lookalike audience. And this is based off the custom audiences we've just mentioned. So we can have a pixel put on a Facebook pixel or a LinkedIn pixel put on our website and that is tracking everybody who looks at our website and then we can run an ad to those people. So you can run an ad to the 500 people that have looked at your website in the last three months. Done. That, that's, that's what you can set up. As I said, you don't get charged extra for that. What you can also do is you can say to the social media channel, okay, here's 500 people that looked at our website in the last month. Can you go away and find more people who are like these people? Now, they won't tell you what they do, but then they will profile those 500 people on age, gender, location, interests, internet activity, login on time, all sorts of manner of different things. And the social media channel will come back with usually around 400, 450,000 people in the UK who are similar to the people who have visited your website. And you can then run an ad to those people. So what you start to do is you start to not really need the saved audience one, that, those first ones that I mentioned. So you're no longer having to second guess the age, gender, location of these people and the interests of these people, you can profile, you can use 
the people that look at your website and you can profile that and then you can find more people who are like the people that look at your website or more people who are like the people who are on your database so that that's the big that that's the big difference with it and it is an incredibly powerful incredibly effective tool um, once you've got those people this is something we're doing for a client at the moment actually they're looking to um, raise their awareness more down in Bristol and we can take we had the pixel on their website put in so we have now got probably seven eight hundred people that have looked at their website in the last month we can do a lookalike audience off that so we can find more people who are like the people that look at their website so that gives us 400,000 people in the UK who share similar attributes to those website visitors. But we can then reduce that down by location. So we're only targeting people in Bristol who are like the people that look at our client's website. So you can start to see just how much this goes and how many strings you've got to go on with this. It's a very, very effective way. And the lookalike audience, I find, is a brilliant tool for small businesses because I'm sure everybody here would like more traffic to their website and you might not have big numbers to your websites that you know that's fine you know it's it's one of those things that we you know everyone's striving to get more traffic to your websites so if that number that initial number is quite low lean in on the lookalike audience to find more people who are like the small database that you've got or like the kind of small traffic numbers that you get to your website to find more people like that is a very very effective tool and it can help you take the pressure off this okay who's your target audience where do they live how old they are you know what are they interested in you can still try these things and you can see if it works but as you get more into this leaning on the social media channel um, in terms of finding lookalike audiences finding people who are like the people that have already visited your website or who are like the people that you've got email addresses for it's a very very effective way to do it and as i said you don't um you don't pay extra for this this is still a hundred pounds to run an ad Ten thousand people will see the ad but we're just using all the capabilities within the social media um targeting tools now that we're not just going out to anyone in the west midlands who's over 30 we are now targeting a very very core group of people who are likely to be interested in our service and for that same amount of money you still reach the same amount of people you're just reaching a better group of people to be honest so those are the things and it's really just an insight this a lot of these sessions are just to give you an idea of the effectiveness of this sort of thing so i know for, for those of you that, that have been have been running ads on social media up to this point um those are the key things to do and if you if, even if you have been doing some of these things around audience building you've got your lookalike audiences it's never a bad thing to refresh these so i'm fortunate enough to have regular calls um with the people from facebook i had one two weeks ago i had a live zoom call with one of their team over in san francisco and one of the things they were saying is when you have these audiences so if you've got an audience set up for website visitors and you've done a lookalike audience from that it's not a bad thing to just refresh it keep that audience there if you want to keep running ads but just maybe every couple of months every quarter ask the social media channel to find a new lookalike audience based off your web traffic or based off your database because they're obviously always improving their lookalike audience kind of abilities to target people and identify people so it just kind of keeps things fresh it's not it's not a bad thing to do also just a note for those that have been using it or looking to use it more um, and I mentioned about having small numbers and using lookalike audiences it can be a very good thing 
Um, we, we find there's a very effective way to do this, but Facebook's kind of rule on this, although you can create a lookalike audience from any size of people. So, you know, even if you just had a few hundred people look at your website in the last three months, you can create a lookalike audience from that and it will work. Um, but in Facebook eyes, ideally, the number you want to get to is a thousand. That is their kind of, that's their, that's their kind of breaking point when lookalike audiences really come into their own. So that's something to track. Obviously, you can track that through your Google Analytics and through your Facebook Analytics of once you've got a thousand people having looked at your website over the last three months, and you can do that through a whole list of other campaigns and other digital marketing initiatives. But those are some little benchmarks of when you get to that kind of magic number, then that's the time to maybe redo your lookalike audience or to use it. Because obviously the more the more people you present to the social media channel in your audience. So if you've got a thousand people in your audience and you give that to them to profile, they're going to come up with a better profile than if you've given them a couple of hundred. It's still pretty good, but the more you give them, the better it gets, basically. So, yeah, just a few things there for those that are running the ads to start with. The ones that are new and are just a bit more kind of curious of how this works, hopefully that gives you a little bit of an insight of just the depths almost that you can go to with this. There's there's whole other things. I run three-hour, four-hour training courses on this, to be honest. But what I wanted to do was just focus on the audience aspect because it is the one that probably explains its capabilities the best. And it's the one that you can go in and actually do something about. Like I said, that message and that offer one is a little bit more gonna have to wait to see how your audiences respond it depends ultimately what you're presenting to people but this audience thing is definitely the first thing to try and get right and it's the one that i think is it's probably the newest one i think everybody understands the importance of message and call to action and imagery and things but this audience building aspect of social media ads is such a powerful tool so in summary for this um you can look to build your audiences so this is where um, having content on your website where you might have a blog about things to do or advice on certain things obviously through this system that we've been talking about if you had a blog on your website which is about a certain issue or address around a certain pain point for people and they go and click on that and read that blog you could then run an ad to anyone who visited that page on your website because you can be specific on individual pages on your website is not just anybody on your website you can break it up quite effectively um, and this is what we refer to as building audiences so you want to start a bit of a content plan really where you've got content on your website that you want people to read and engage with that's why blogs can be really good for this sort of thing but in the background you've got this building up that after a few months after three or four months with this once you know we get some good traffic to the page that page of that website we're going to run an ad to these sorts of people um i said don't forget about i know we kind of did gloss over it a little bit but it is still very important don't forget about your m and your o so the message and the offer is still key key elements to running an ad and those are the things that you will have to do a bit of the a and b testing on um so they are important. Obviously, you can book one-to-ones with us if you do want more information about those sorts of things. Um, so don't forget about those. They are important. And as I said at the start, please, please don't boost posts because everything we've just gone through in terms of targeting people that have looked at your website, finding a lookalike audience of people who are like the people who look at your website, running ads in this sort of way, building audiences, this, this aspect of that is not available on boosted posts. So if you are serious about... Um, 
social media ads becoming a lead generator for you, then you're going to need to start using ads properly and not just kind of throwing boosts out there, to be honest. 